0: Um, Hello. Hi there. Welcome back, or welcome if you're new. This is Black Magic, a podcast where I pull a tarot card and I talk about it. I'm Sarah Black. I'm an extremely powerful witch. Please tell all of your friends. And I am happy to be recording this episode because I took some time to... Uh, I don't know, vegetate, <laughs> let my brain turn into a soup because the unrelenting pressures of existence are intolerable at times, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not having fun <laughs> lately. Is anybody I mean, if you are, I don't want to hear about it, so I only comment if you can relate, but we are in the middle of eclipse season, if you don't know, which happens a couple times a year. This is the, the last eclipse season of the year. We had a lun—no, a solar eclipse. I always mix up lunar and solar, like which, who's blocking who? But we had a solar eclipse on October 14th, and then we we're having a lunar eclipse on the 28th. And what does that mean? Well, (laughs) I am told, I have read, (laughs) that solar eclipses tend to represent, um, it's like a supercharged new moon. And if you don't know, in the new moon phase of the lunar cycle, if you are into spell work and manifesting, this is a good time to start new projects or to manifest things that are going to grow, because the idea is that the light of the moon as it waxes will increase the power of whatever you're projecting for yourself or for the people around you. And then a lunar eclipse is akin to a supercharged full moon. And because The full moon is the light of the moon at its peak, and after it starts to wane, this is a good time to wind projects down, to process and let go of any relationships that aren't working out, or ending phases of your life in preparation for and making room for new ones. And then in the midst of all of this processing, all of this new beginning, and and letting go everything all of our feelings because it's all tied to especially for this lunar eclipse that's coming up the moon is very associated with emotions and intuition and eclipses can amplify those or make them feel really scattered and um, nebulous and so it can be Really, you can experience a lot of like brain fog. You can feel really low energy. You can feel really tired. So if you don't know why you've been feeling really weird lately, that could be part of it. It's also, you know, October, end of October. So if you're in the northern hemisphere, we're moving deeper and deeper into fall. Winter is on its way and the days are darker and colder, and I think our bodies and our minds are just preparing for the deep reflection and slow passing time of winter. Everything is slowing down, it feels like, on my end anyways. And then, you know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to global events, the news, but things are i'm going to uh, things are fucked <laughs> it's really fucked up every day brings a new set of unrelenting horrors it seems like i don't know lately i've been kind of feeling like i just keep f- thinking that people can't get worse i thought that after seeing how people behave during the pandemic couldn't make me lose any more faith in humanity I've been proven wrong because the last couple of weeks everybody's losing their minds. I think we're all losing our fucking minds I, that's the only explanation I can think I think I think it <laughs> the pandemic really fucked a lot of people up and now nobody knows how to act right. People have just lost their grip on reality, their sense of empathy for people, their ability to think critically. So all of that to say, if you've fallen down a deep well of despair lately and have trouble climbing your way out of it, you are not alone. So let's get into the cards for this episode. I've pulled the Two of Swords, and once again, the deck is on point, because the Wild Unknown version of the Two of Swords features a lunar eclipse, (laughs) or maybe a solar eclipse. Which one is it? Okay, I paused and I looked it up. So, (laughs) a solar eclipse occurs when the moon passes between the sun and earth causing the moon to cast a shadow on Earth. A lunar eclipse occurs when Earth is between the sun and the moon, causing Earth to cast a shadow on the moon. And on the 28th, we are having a lunar eclipse. So the Earth is between the sun and the moon, casting a shadow on the moon. Got it. Nailed it. Science. (laughs) So we have a Solar eclipse on the Two of Swords, which we just experienced on the 14th. And it's framed by these two crossed swords, and the eclipses between is framed by the two tips of the swords, and we have this these lines radiating outward from the eclipse, these energetic lines. And then for the Wait Smith card, we have a person. Sitting in front of a beach, or sitting on a beach in front of the ocean, or a lake, or a river of some kind. And there's a crescent moon in the sky, and the figure is blindfolded. And in their hands, they hold two giant swords, similar to the two swords in the Wild Unknown card. And their arms are crossed in front of their chest, over their heart, with the swords aloft in the air and this card kind of this figure from the the smith card really reminds me of lady justice like that figure um, because of the blindfolds and while this figure is not holding scales they are holding the two swords and twos in like any tarot deck they are typically representing balance and duality What I pick up on from both versions of the cards is a feeling of tension. There's a lot of like energy held in each card. It's not energy and action yet. It's like a coiled energy, an elastic or potential energy, I should say. There's this feeling of action about to strike, but we haven't quite arrived at that moment yet. These themes also align with eclipses and eclipse season and the the wisdom that's generally shared by people who are familiar with that kind of astrology is that you shouldn't use eclipse season as a time to really make any big changes because the energy is very fractured right now. It's very scattered and unpredictable. So even though I earlier was saying that Uh, a solar eclipse is similar to a new moon and you might want to start a new project or attempt to manifest something for yourself, it's actually more productive to wait until after the eclipse has passed. And eclipse season is a lot about patience, (laughs) one of my very favorite topics. (laughs) So you might hear a lot of talk about like eclipses and you might want to like capitalize on the energy and and think that like you've got a rush to start a bunch of you know whatever projects you have on your plate but actually it's a lot more beneficial to you to just take this eclipse time this season to rest and to maybe strategize a little bit but don't burn yourself out because, like I said, the energy is really heavy and you might feel really emotionally sensitive and tired and you don't want to overexert yourself because you can't predict how that energy is going to play out. And during eclipses, because the light of the sun or the light of the moon is being blocked, That can also represent missing information, missing details that might help us in planning our next move on embarking on our next project. So it's a good idea to wait until these eclipses have passed and we have more light again with which to see all the information that might be beneficial to us. That being said, we do have to take action inevitably. Like we can't just stay in this waiting period of collecting more and more and more information before we make a move, because that can be really overwhelming too. Like we can get stuck in this research phase. And when I say we, I'm I'm talking about myself, <laughs> but maybe you can relate to this. I feel like I, w- before I embark on a new... Project, creative or otherwise, I feel like I always need to gather more information. I need to go into research mode a little bit. And I think I stay in that research mode a little too long because it's an excuse to not take the step because I'm feeling insecure or vulnerable because it's something that I haven't done before or I'm afraid of people judging me for not being immediately great at something or whatever it is that's making me hold myself back. And I think that the figure in the Wait Smith card kind of represents this because they have the blindfold on and the water behind them. Water is very connected to emotions and intuition in the tarot. So I think that's represented here in this card. And I kind of have this feeling of this figure has the blindfold on because They can't take in any more information, and they, instead of relying on logic and making decisions based solely on, like, what's in their mind, they have to make moves based on what's in their heart as well. They have to follow their intuition a little bit more. Another way to interpret the blindfold is that the person is always going to be missing some information, some detail. And that can't stop them from making a move anyways. If you look at these swords, they're gigantic. (laughs) Like they are probably the length of this person's body if they were standing up. And so it can't be comfortable to be holding them the way that they are for a long period of time. At some point, you're going to have to take a swing. (laughs) You have to set yourself in motion and release that tension of all that potential energy that's coiled within you. I think it's also significant that in order for this blindfolded figure to swing the swords, they're going to have to remove their arms from in front of their chest, in front of their heart, and expose that to potential hurt or damage, which is what vulnerability is all about. You can't take big risks without that chance of getting hurt. I wrote about this on Monday. I published a post on my Substack that's free for everyone to read. So if you haven't seen it and you're curious, sarahblack.substack.com. It's um, the title is Weekly Reflections. Strength is the most recent post, and in it I kind of talk a little bit about where my headspace has been at with just feeling really paralyzed creatively in the last few weeks and just witnessing what's happening in Palestine and to the people of Gaza. And I think I have a line in there about the things that are hard in this world are what are most worth it. And so that is kind of what I'm thinking of when I think of this action of removing your arms from in front of your heart exposing your heart being vulnerable and taking that risk of being hurt for the things that are worth it for me i don't <laughs> i'm kind of in this very transformative era that i've been talking about a lot and i'm probably going to keep talking about it but just finding my way to become the kind of writer that I've always wanted to be, and I've been too afraid. Uh, afraid that I'm not good enough, afraid that I'm cringe, um, afraid that people will think that I'm just silly and crazy for really trying to make something of my writing and this newsletter and the podcast. And But what's the alternative <laughs> is to just get Get myself on LinkedIn and find another job, which I don't have anything. Here's the thing (laughs) like, I know lots of people are able to do that. Like, they're able to work a day job and be creatively fulfilled on the side. They spent their after hours working on their art, whatever that might look like. And, like, I, too, have attempted that, and I'll do it again if I have to, but I'm also very uh, privileged. I feel really lucky and feel like I need to take advantage of being able to take time off from that to dedicate myself to writing in a more full-time capacity It hasn't been like a super smooth transition to that because I've got a lot of issues (laughs) to work out (laughs) with my creative confidence and my process. Like, I can't keep getting (sighs) crippled by mm, insecurity and depression every couple of weeks and not going silent. I've got to come up with a better system I guess, but here's the thing is like, I guess what that's what this card, the Two of Swords is speaking to me about where I keep thinking about like, okay, this is my plan for growing my following, my community so that I can, I don't know, get more subscriptions or get a sponsorship or like, I don't know. I've got ideas, like start a YouTube channel and have like you know, some of this content on there with a visual component. I've thought about picking up TikTok again to try to, like, make that happen. That idea is abhorrent to me because I really, (laughs) TikTok is not very good for my mental health. So I don't know, maybe like a long form YouTube channel might be better. But I'm kind of, I've been stuck in this phase of thinking about these things and doing research and making, like, notion pages with inspiration boards and, like, strategies, and I'm just, it's a lot of planning, it's a lot of thinking, it's a lot of researching, and at some point, it's got to move into action, which is very scary to me, (laughs) because what if I fail, or what if I'm not good at it, or... What if people make fun of me? But like, I don't know. This is this podcast is a great example of something that I thought about doing for a really long time and then I just started doing it and the first episode <laughs> the audio quality was really bad and then I got a better microphone. I learned and I've edited a little bit. I've learned to use Garage band, and I'm still kind of on this journey of figuring out how to produce a quality podcast. It's really on my list to get uh like intro music, intro and outro music, but <laughs> I haven't i'm <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it, but I will and. Yeah, I guess this card for me is just landing in a a spot where it's kind of telling me what I need to hear. Like it's okay for me to continue to have patience and wait a little bit and maybe do a little bit more preparation, but at some point I have to make the moves that I'm going to move or make the moves that I'm going to make cuz I can't stay in a I can't stay in this position holding these big fucking swords without taking action because it's killing my arms. (laughs) Like, it's too much. And, you know, I probably will fuck up, and that's okay. And if I start a YouTube channel, I probably will get really shitty judgmental comments because that's the internet. (laughs) And, And that is also okay because I don't really care what a stranger thinks of my work. <laughs> and most of the time when people are being really shitty and judgmental, it's more of a reflection on them than it is of you. I mean, sometimes it's valid, which I guess is where the insecurity with me <laughs> kicks in. It's like, what's what is a projection and what is a kernel of truth? Hard to decipher. But I think I've talked about this before, but if you look at the tarot cards as like a journey That a single individual is taking. The Two of Swords is followed, obviously, by the Three of Swords, which, if you look at the Waite Smith card, is a picture of a heart ran through with three swords. So if it's a a continuation of the Two of Swords, you leaving your heart vulnerable to risk is inevitably going to result in pain. And that's not to say that that's always going to happen, but it is a fact of life that you you just will experience hurt and pain and grief. But you also learn from those um, experiences, and you grow more resilient every time you get back up and keep going. And I think that's something that I've also been noticing in myself in the last, probably the last year. Well, the last couple of years, but very specifically in this last year of I have noticed that I've become a lot more resilient when setbacks happen to me. And I don't really crumble and take them as, you know, earth-shattering or world-ending the way that I might have in the past as a very fiery, you know, Sagittarius, Aries kind of gal. I used to really kind of crumble at any kind of obstacle, and now I find myself thinking, like, okay, things suck right now, and my energy is in the pits of hell. Uh, I don't want to get out of bed, but I know that I'm going to get over this feeling, and I am going to get back to what I'm passionate about and what I feel like I really want to do with my time, which right now is this newsletter and this podcast and just writing in general. And I think it's, again, the things in life that are difficult just by their nature are worth the effort and when you do succeed when you do create something that you're really proud of regardless of what anyone else might think of it when you've like done something that you know is like a, a product of your time and wisdom and effort and it's the best that you can possibly create at this point in your life like I think those things are worth the struggle they're worth the risk of falling down a couple of times along the way and getting scraped up and getting hurt but then continuing on the path. So, I think that's my advice to you and to myself over the next couple of weeks and months as we close out 2023. If you can believe it, we're at the nearly the end of the year yeah, it's just to not overthink so much and trust your own intuition. Get in touch with your intuition more if you feel like you need to. Do some, like, meditation and pay attention to what you might think of as coincidences. I think that's something I've been doing a lot lately. I've just noticed things are happening that... (laughs) I don't know. Feel like signs. I don't really believe in God, but I I don't know. Cosmic happenstance, I guess, might be real. Like astrology. Maybe it's made up, but so is everything else. So I'm just gonna go ahead and believe in whatever the fuck I want (laughs) because it's not harming anyone. And I'm having a good time with it. But yeah, don't overthink things. Pay attention to signs pay attention to your intuition, and sometimes you just have to stop thinking and just do the thing. Don't plan it. Don't research it so much. At some point, you've got to cut that off and just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Okay. This was kind of a shorter episode this week, I think, but Thank you so much. If you're still here, if you're still listening, I love and I cherish you. And if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple and you haven't done so yet, it would be super helpful if you rated it, this podcast, five stars or four stars, you know, rate it whatever you feel is honest and that can just stay with you. I don't need to know. Um. And then if you are a Substack subscriber, you can also like the post. You can leave a comment. You know, I love engagement. That's kind of my – was my day job, was just, like, interacting with, like, communities. Um, And I do really love that kind of thing. So if you want to leave a comment, I will absolutely respond. Um, And if you're on – if you're a free reader of the Substack – and you would like to support me financially, you can do that by upgrading to a paid membership. no pressure. the world is crazy. Groceries are three hundred dollars a week. It seems like everything's so fucking expensive. so I absolutely understand if there's uh if you can't afford it and that's that's totally okay. but another way that you can support is by telling your friends as I say at the start of every episode. Sharing this podcast on social media, you can uh, share my Instagram post to your story, whatever. I don't know. Help spread the word, or or not. Do what you want. It's your life. Not me talking people out of giving me free publicity. Uh, okay. Uh, also, if you are a paid member, a paid reader of the Substack, I will be sending out a playlist. This week, I try to do that for each of the podcast episodes. Sometimes the theme doesn't really speak to my music or movie curation skills. So I didn't do one for the last episode, I think. But this one isn't really related to the theme that I've talked about today, but it is Halloween related. So seasonal. I've made a spooky playlist on Spotify, and I have a list of spooky movies on Letterboxd that I'll send out. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm never going to call it X. Maybe I will one day, but for now, no. Um, I'm on, no, I'm not on TikTok, really. (laughs) and uh, Letterboxd, all of those are pen, and I think that's it. I love you guys so much, and I hope you have an incredible Halloween and an incredible week ahead. (laughs) Goodbye.